Welcome to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have in finding godly counterparts. My name is Tavia and I am your host and this is episode two. So first off, I just want to thank everyone for listening to episode one of season two. Welcome back. And we just also want to remind everyone that this is a no judgment zone. We welcome all people from all walks of life. We're not trying to condemn anyone who is a part of the church or not part of the church. We're here as Christians opening up the conversation about dating, especially single Christian men and single Christian women. Um, So just like last episode, I want to open up this podcast with a question. So this question is mainly directed to Christian single men. So what we want to know is that are Christian single men okay with women approaching them for a date or just to connect um, romantically? How do you feel about that, men? We really need to hear your opinion and we just want to know what is in your mind. Are you okay with it or are you not okay with it? The rumble in the pew, something that we talk about in this podcast, says that not all men are okay with women being that aggressive or assertive, whereas there are other men who don't mind it at all. So we want to get a consensus. So please um, find us on Instagram, on Facebook, Women That Wait, and just give us your opinion. And ladies, if you want to just talk about your experiences as well in regards to this question, that's absolutely fine. We'd love to hear from everybody. But particularly for this question, we're looking to hear from Christian men. So again, the question is, are single Christian men okay with women approaching them for a date? All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to get right into this episode. So we have a guest here. Um, We're welcoming back Masood. Masood was in episode three of season one, and we're so happy that he can come back. So we just want to welcome Masood and just give him a couple moments just to reintroduce himself to those who maybe heard episode three or those who are new to Masood. So again, Masood, thank you for coming out. Hey, Tavia. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm honored to be back on it again. And, you know, just to allow you to pick my brain and see, you know, how the other side of uh, things uh, people think. Um, I've been pretty busy lately, had a few weddings to go to in the summer, as well as a recent job change. And, um, you know, a few exciting and new things in my life that I'm pretty sure will be uncovered uh, by the end of this episode. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a follow-up from your last episode that you did with us, which is from a man's perspective, from a Christian single man, just picking your brain, as you said, and just kind of asking you some things that we single women need to know. So my first question to you, just to follow up, how has your singleness journey been since the last time you appeared on the podcast? Any changes that you'd like to share? Uh, it's pretty interesting that you open with that first question because, uh, as I can, you know, happily say, I am no longer single. I met a young lady who uh, is a God-fearing woman, and uh, she's both beautiful on the inside as well as the outside. You know, her and I were on the same page. Um, we're both looking to date, of course, to to marry, and you know, raise a family, and uh, you know, be there for one another and encourage each other. In our walk with Christ. Hey, so that's kind of exciting. All right, so a couple months and look what happens. Big changes. That's kind of cool. Can I ask for our listeners, how did you, or where did you guys meet? Particularly because on the last episode, we talked about 
um, the difficulty in meeting Christians, um, single Christians meeting each other, especially when the church may not be the greatest place to meet a Christian single organically. So if we can just, you know, pick your brain if you're right. Tell us where did you and your girlfriend meet? All right. Um, interestingly enough, we both met on a dating app oh. called Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we met on a dating app called Hinge. And I know it's a bit taboo in the church to like be on a dating site. However, I did take my girlfriend to my church to um, visit and see everyone last Sunday. And, um, you know, certain people have, um, a diff- I guess, a different opinion on it. And, you know, some people said that, hey, you know, why can't God use it as a tool to bring two people together? As long as, of course, like you're using it, I'd say, I guess, like um, responsibly or in a smart way. Uh, a friend of mine, she told me about the app and, you know, I just decided to give it a try because she was a pretty responsible person herself and I could, you know, like trust her. And, you know, like a couple of months of being on the app, it was, I guess, a bit easier to um, locate her because I wasn't particularly looking for someone black. And there are very few black people on dating (laughs) apps. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I was talking to her on the app and, you know, like being very upfront and honest, you know, like what I was looking for, what she was telling me what she was looking for. And, you know, we'd have like, um, you know, like nice, um, nice conversations in a sense that like nothing got out of hand, like it wasn't mm. anything sexual, okay, anything inappropriate, you know, just like always, hi, how's your day going? You know, talking about interesting things that we both find appealing. At some point we started talking about, this was in the summertime, mind you. Mm-hmm. So we we're talking about like ice cream places to go and visit. And um, that's where our first date occurred. We went to dairy cream in mississauga oh so cute uh, yeah and then um we we shared a uh a funnel cake okay. and then we went on a nice nice long walk on the uh, mississauga lakeshore and you know the rest has been history from there wow sounds pretty romantical so um shout out to hinged you called it it's hinged <laughs> yeah no hinge hinge okay see i'm old <laughs> i've never heard of hinge but it's yeah it worked for you and that's amazing so even just thinking about my next question i was going to ask you and particularly for christian men like what do you think about the social climate for christian single men and dating and then you also mentioned that in the christian in the church dating online is kind of taboo so i know a lot of my friends yeah we either are online or we are we have we are not objected to it but i just want to ask you just in ter- in terms of talking about the social climate is it more taboo among men like did you tell your friends yeah i'm going online or did you not say anything like can you just kind of go into that a little bit i might be a bit of a different or a special case because i kept it on the down low because um, in a sense, I do have like, I guess that sense of um, pride and like being traditional that I wanted to, you know, do it like the old school way, like, you know, meet a young lady in like a social gathering or a place outside and then be able to like approach her and, you know, like say, hey, what's up? However, you know, after like the whole me too thing and like Mm. all these things have been going on. It is pretty difficult for a man to like, you know, really approach a woman like and really break the ice because then 
you're kind of perceived as creepy okay you know in in a sense like nowadays and as well as the reason why i did keep it a bit i guess quiet was because um like as my pastor had mentioned before mm-hmm. it's good to like quietly date someone you know like get to know them first you know see how things go feel it out and then go and tell everyone um like the way how i decided to like you know let my good friends know at least about my girlfriend was um i had two friends get married this this summer okay and i brought her to the first wedding and that was like with um it was one of my good friends from back to elementary school actually and she's from like um bengali descent and then another one of my friends was a good friend from high school and he's um guyanese okay both he and his wife and then um I brought her to that one as well, which was a bit more personal because, like, some of my family members were there as well as I'm really tight with his family. So, you know, like, everyone got to see, like, you know, how we interact, how she interacts and, you know, just give their blessing in a sense. So, yeah, I think you really hit it when you're talking about that you didn't really um, broadcast, like, how you met your girlfriend initially. And I liked also when you talked about the dating quietly. I think that... um. Our last guest also mentioned something on that level too. It's like really just kind of um, treating the beginning stages at least the of your you know dating journey just kind of gently because you don't know what the future is going to hold and you don't want you know you really want to just take care of it. So thank you for that. Um, so I'm going to divert into another question. So a few months ago, actually. Um, women that wait, we sent out some surveys, one for single Christian men and single Christian women, and we got some interesting responses. So I just want to check in with you in terms of what your opinion is, what your perspective is on the answers. So the first one is about physical attraction because the rumble in the pews say that for Christian men, physical attraction is quite high on the list if it's not number one. So when we took to the survey, we actually got a statistic of 75% of Christian Mm. men who answered the survey said that physical attraction is in the top three things they look for in a woman. So I want to ask you, you can talk about you yourself and you can just talk about, you know, you and your friends, single guys that you know generally. How important is physical attraction to you? And is it in your top three? When you talk to your boys, is it in the top three? Is it number one? Like, is what the survey said, is that correct? Is that true? Or... Or men just being, you know, nice and not, you know, it's number one for them. Or does it even really matter at all? For myself, I guess I'm a bit of a different person. I just want to put it out there that my girlfriend is a very, very, very attractive woman. (laughs) So, like, I feel like, you know, I did or God at least blessed me in that sense. That's nice. Um, However, uh, for myself personally, like, it's not something that I really, like, keep in the, you know, the top three or... Like, uh, I don't know, like you can't really categorize it because like I'm not just trying to embellish or like, you know, like sweet talk. But in every woman is beautiful in a different sense. So it's kind of hard to just really say, you know, like this is what beauty is. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. from what I think is beautiful can change to what another guy thinks is beautiful. You know what I mean? As well as like you may have, like I said earlier, I had a preference for black women. That doesn't mean that all other women who aren't black aren't beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I don't want to like try to throw any shade in that sense. And I personally, like myself, um, you know, people can, you know, uh, I guess respond to this however they want to. But I feel like 
if you put beauty, like physical beauty at least, um, a bit too high on your list, okay. then I feel like you have to question your intentions hmm. and like where your heart and your mind is. Okay. Because uh, like even my mom would tell me this, you know, like the thing you have to really look out for in a woman is um, like her relationship with God, right? Because she can be, you know, like the most beautiful thing ever, you know, like, I mean, come on, we got all these celebrities, right? But like, yep. they're terrible on the inside, you know, like you can't stand them. So, <laughs> yeah, yo, for real. It's true. <laughs> so I, I would just say to the, the fellows, like, you got to question what your definition or standard of beauty is, because you could be overlooking a lot of women who are, you know, uh, really great. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think what a lot of us experience is that um, as you talk about the standard of beauty, it's not to say that, you know, the Christian single women who are not attached to somebody, it means something's physically wrong with them. I think the challenges that we face is that there is a sta- there is a standard of beauty set. And because in, you know, in the church, there are so many single Christian women and, you know, a lot of us are pretty good quality. So then the Christian man just says, okay, well, since all those 10 girls are of a good quality, I want, then I can really be picky, you know, pick, mm-hmm. choose, and refuse mm-hmm. and get the best looking one. So mm-hmm. I think we just run into that. Although, Masood, everything you're saying is 100% correct. Like you, you know, beauty is skin deep. It's more than just on the physical. But I feel that, you know, a lot of the men out there, that's just not a non-negotiable like their woman has to look a certain way and maybe because they're not married they don't understand really what uh you know marriage takes and when you're in that long-term relationship so they're just looking at the beginning one gentleman said to me yeah you can go for a woman who has a great personality but you can't see her great personality when she's walking across the street So that's, you know, you can't get attracted to her personality until you actually meet her. So for that woman to actually get the man's attention, she's got to look a certain way. You see what I'm saying? I I see what you're saying. Uh, That is that is fair to say. But, you know, like it is a bit of a touchy subject, at least especially now with like, you know, the whole like natural hair movement thing, Mm -hmm. too. Right. Because I won't lie to you before back in the day, I used to be one of those, you know, black guys who was like, you know, she's got to have the long hair and, you know, this and that. But, like, I don't I don't really know how to uh, personify it because I guess part of it, too, is that you do meet the right person in the right time. Okay. And it's, it's just really hard to define what beautiful is because you could ask me, like, you know, what do you think a beautiful woman looks like? And, of course, I'm going to tell you things that what my girlfriend looks like, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that... Susie Q down the pews or whatever isn't like <laughs> physically attractive either. You know what I mean? It's just like I just have a different taste. You know, I like the typical black woman characteristics, you know, whereas some guys may like, you know, the other ethnicities and so forth. So <laughs> as far as what the guy said about like you can't see her um, personality until like, you know, you talk to her and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, we expect women to be, like, you know, cleaned up and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, look presentable and all that stuff. Because <laughs> I know there are some women now who uh, who don't really care for that, but... Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But you know, like I said, it's even still like if the woman is um good looking and attractive, like how do you break the ice that way? Do you just walk up to her like, hey, you know, you look so beautiful and attractive? Hey. Like I don't know, what do you do, man? Because like especially with my girlfriend, like that stuff wouldn't work on her. You know what I mean? Okay. No, seriously, like she does not play like Oh. You know what I mean? And I, and I feel like a lot of women shouldn't with that either. Like, I wouldn't ha- want to have a daughter and just, like, her throw herself at every guy who says that she looks beautiful. To me, that's kind of whack. I'm not sure what's wrong with that, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The way how some guys, <laughs> the way how some guys um, you know, come at you with that kind of stuff, it gets a little, well, you know, like, it gets a little out of hand. But I think if he says it in a good way, like if he says, oh, okay, if he okay, says okay, okay. hey, you look really beautiful, that's great. But if he's saying it in a sleazy way, because <laughs> I will admit I've had that. And yeah, I can't. Because then you feel like they have an ulterior motive other than like a genuine relationship. But if he can say it, like if a guy, you know, had the guts to come up to me and say it nicely, to me, I would be more inclined to give him a chance. Mm. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess I'm just being a little too extreme because some of the people I grew around, you know, they often took it a little too far. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so what we learned from that is Susie Q, down the pew, be clean and presentable. Okay? (laughs) All right, ladies, keep that in mind. But actually, that actually brings up the next point and the next question because... Although you did say, yes, you met your girlfriend online, in the surveys that we did for the women, we asked them to ask some questions like, what would they like to ask Christian single men just to get into their minds? So I'm going to go into a question and it said, what's the simplest indication that a woman can do to show that she is interested in you? And in a general way, are you okay with women approaching you for a romantic relationship? So this kind of ties into our question at the beginning of the show, but let's just go to the first part. So like if, you know, when you were single, what is something that a woman could do? So if you were at church or you were at a party, what's something that she can do to give you an indication that she's interested in you without being, I guess, creepy on a woman's side? Uh, Well, like I mentioned before earlier in the, the first podcast that we did together, uh, I was, I did mention, at least for myself, that it helps when, for lack of a better term, like when a woman kind of throws you a bone. Okay. Um, because like, if, you know, like some women, they they don't really show too much emotion like on their face. You know, they, they're mm. kind of like, um, they're kind of hard to read, right? Okay. So if you're just, you know, like trying to strike up a conversation with someone, and they, you know, don't seem very responsive or they don't seem like they care to give you the time of day to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like, if you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. you don't know if you're bothering the person or whatnot. So yeah. you just have to kind of get a little confirmation that, you know, they're interested in you and that, you know, they want to talk to you. Or if they drop, like, a little compliment to you or something, okay. you know, like, you know, a little bit of banter back and forth between the two of you. Yeah. That's something for me that you know, really uh, would click in my head. Okay. All right. Because I mentioned before, like in probably every single podcast, is that something that I think I struggle with? Because often when I've been in situations where I've seen 
from being outside another situation with other people and women, they will do that. The man feels this, that they're being, the woman is being too aggressive. And it's like, you know, I've heard men say women need to guard their hearts and it's like they're taking a chance. And a lot of men have that um, idea that it's the man who, a man's man or a real man, you know, quotations, you know, they make the first move. And some men just don't like that at all. So we're really scared even to start that banter. And a lot of us feel that if there, a man is not even engaging us in banders because he doesn't like us, so don't talk to him, stay away from him. Mm. And then you get this idea where if the man, if you, as a woman, if you do kind of start a conversation, yeah, it's like you're being too pushy. It's like, oh, why is this girl talking to me for? So a lot of times I would just not say anything because I don't want him to think, even if it was an innocent conversation, I wouldn't say anything to a guy because I don't want him to get this idea that I want to be with him. And because he never said anything to me, I should know that he just doesn't want to say anything. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Um, what I was also trying to say at my point is like, okay, say if I were to approach person B or A or whatever, yeah, and then I were to like start a conversation, you know, initialize a conversation. Like I'm just saying, you kind of look for um, those social cues, you know, like if someone's just generally genuinely interested in speaking to you. Of course. And if you don't really, you know, feel that. Because I feel like, um, I don't know if this will be one of your uh, questions on the line, but I feel like there's so much, like, sex. I actually talked to my girlfriend about this. Okay. And we were laughing about it because, like, on our first date, we were talking about, like, how we met online. And, like, I mentioned that I don't think I would have, like, went up to her and approached her hmm. if I were to see her in a, a, like, you know, like, at church or another physical setting. And what I'm trying to say is, sorry, that there's, like, so much sexual tension okay. at church. Or I feel like just with men and women, like, nowadays, especially since there's, like, you know, that whole, like, Me Too movement and, like, yeah. seeing guys, like, getting clamped down for just, like, saying the smallest things, you know, like, yeah. little microaggressions and stuff. Of course. So I feel like there's just so much tension that if you, you know, like, see a woman that you just kind of, like, stick with your guy friends, you know? Yeah. Like, nobody's really trying to, like, you know, break out, like, the mold of the circle and, like, <laughs> you know, like, go over and, you know, like, it's speak to someone. You know, <laughs> no, seriously, like... I hear you. At least that's... What, I don't know, maybe some other guys have different experiences, but... Yeah. That's been uh, my experience for the most part. Well, I'm happy I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but... But no, I mean, you know, it really is true. And it's it's kind of a shame because we are in a culture where everything is so sexualized. Yeah. That it's hard to really go on an outing and just really be a friend, you okay. know, because I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And I said, like, on our first date, like, I didn't do anything physical because, of course, I don't want to give you the idea that I'm just in it for like one thing in particular okay as well as you know like i'm just really trying to like focus my mind and say like okay i need to get to know who this person is can't let anything else cloud that judgment you know what i mean yeah so so but yeah that was my point that yeah. there is a lot of um sexual tension within this culture absolutely in the society so i can see it from both ends why it makes it difficult to really i guess in the sense break the ice and then especially for a woman it does seem like she may be overstepping a bit if she is really pushing and trying to make that conversation. But, you know, like what I was trying to say is like for for a guy, 
that's something you look for when you're trying to strike up a conversation like a genuine interest you know like a mutual interest wow you said so many things in there like even just talking about the sexual tension and the me too movement like it's so true and i mean even in the church we don't talk about it as much as we should but of course it is a part of our society and i can imagine a man you know trying to date and he would be fearful and trying to like tread lightly so i hear what you're saying and um, you touched on something that I wanted to bring up, even again, as you mentioned, you know, you're in a relationship now, so you can talk about that or just in general, because our last guest on the last episode, he mentioned that when, you know, a man and woman start dating, but especially men should make their intentions clear at the beginning of a relationship or a friendship. Like he even went so far to say, like, just start out as friends. Um, mm-hmm. so that you can more focus, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. So then to cultivate that friendship first before even defining a romantic status because he was really big on compatibility. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, again, you can talk about your current relationship or just in general, how feasible is that to you? And would you be afraid of being friend-zoned? Because I know that's a big thing now if you kind of mm-hmm. stay on this friend track. But again, as he said, like he feels that men in the society weren't really well not maybe not some men but not all men or a lot of men weren't really taught how to date and how to treat a woman and then even bringing it into the church like christian men weren't really taught well so yeah how do you feel about cultivating cultivating a friendship first and would you just in general be afraid of being friend zoned if you do that i hear what you're saying I, I think that guys really get friend-zoned when a woman's not interested. Like, just, you know, being straight up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you are getting friend-zoned, then it's, <laughs> a, you know, a clear indication that she's not interested. So I want to speak a bit on, like, the current relationship I have. Okay. Because I feel like in the past, like, I was so focused on trying to force things to work. Whereas, when I met my girlfriend now, I really do feel, like, even though we are in this relationship and we are you know like heading towards our goal of marriage i do feel like we are very good friends and i don't feel like that's a compromise to our relationship Hmm. you know what i mean yeah like because you always hear the old people talk about things like sorry (laughs) 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 but you know the older generation talk about how like my wife or my husband is my best friend yeah you know what i mean and Uh like you don't look at it in a weird way like oh man what are you talking about that's your husband or that's your wife Hmm. you know what i mean like but i i kind of feel it now like where i just genuinely genuinely want the best for this other person of course you know what i mean like whatever goals or whatever she has that she wants you know i want to be there to help her attain that you know what i mean but that's not a compromise us being in a relationship yeah uh and and yeah like like i said when we went on that first date we were pretty much friends at that point right okay you know what i mean like because uh, i think it can it can get pretty toxic and i used to do this if like you go into it and you're kind of like yeah you know i'm gonna make this person mine okay you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you're really just trying to like uh you know uh cuff the person <laughs> 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 You know what I mean? Like, I hear you. I, like, I don't know if I'm really making all that much sense. You're but, making a lot of sense. But, you know, like, I had to come to that point. I'm like, I'm 26 years old, you know, like, speaking on it now. Whereas it's like, you know, you just got to learn to just, I guess, kind of take a step back and just say that, okay, you know, like, 
uh, number one, you still have to figure out a lot about that person. Okay. And, you know, like, you got to have the best intentions for them in, you know, like, within your heart and your mind. And that's something that really, you know, really starts off, you know, like, with a friendship, right? Mm -hmm. And that will hopefully, you know, blossom and develop into, you know, like, more intimate relationship down the road that's not platonic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I really uh, answered your question there, but... No, you did. But I'm just going to jump in with a little side question. So I just want to know, I mean, you touched about it, but like thinking about your first date with your girlfriend, did you bring up, okay, this is what I'm looking for? And did she say, or did you wait until maybe the third or fourth? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, so yeah, from the first date, you know, it just naturally came up in conversation. Like, you know, you start off like, okay, like, how are you? How's your day? What are your interests? Blah, blah, blah. And then... I remember as we were going on the walk, because I find like myself for like nature walks and stuff, it is easy to just um really tune out like all your electronic devices and mm. all the entertainment. And like we're going on the walk and, you know, like, I was just telling her a little bit about myself and I said like, you know, yeah, you know, I am a Christian man. I do want to get married. I do want to have a family. Then I asked like, you know, how about yourself? And she said, yeah, you know, I'm on the same path too. Like, you know, I want to be a wife and have uh have children so so yeah like um your other guest said it is very important to state your intentions yeah because you don't want to like leave someone in the dark and then guessing and then like they bring up that they want to have kids and like oh what what are you talking about kids <laughs> you know what i mean so right <laughs> so yeah no the, the intentions were stated very clearly all right so that's good so um this next question i'd ask you this is big especially for the men because this is one that women, in a way, we don't really struggle with. But I actually heard this um, on the Steve Harvey show. And especially when we talk about, you know, we're looking at these single Christian men and we, you know, we'll see someone and we want to connect with them and we don't know what they're thinking. So I want to talk about finances at this point mm. because, again, I heard on the Steve Harvey show that a lot of men, he said that a lot of men, the reason why they're not jumping to be married or maybe jumping into a relationship is because they don't feel they're in a financial place mm -hmm. in order to support like a wife. So um, there was a situation on a particular show where there was a couple and they were, I think they were around your age, actually, like late 20s, um, mid to late 20s. And the gentleman, you know, proposed to his girlfriend and they were engaged and they were planning the wedding. And uh, the boyfriend said he wants to put it off. And she mm -hmm. The girlfriend was devastated. So they discovered, well, Steve said, yeah, because he was not in a financial place, you know, to take on a wife and take on a house and if they have a child. Um, I've heard a lot of guys say this, just kind of like rumblings. Mm -hmm. um, I've known a guy, a Christian single man to say, well, I can't date right now because I don't have a car. Yeah. Um, oh. Whereas we'd be like, oh, we just want to be with you. We love you. We don't uh, care. Yeah, we'll take yeah, the yeah, bus. Yeah, but yeah. this guy was like, no. And then I, to be honest, I have heard a girl or two say, yeah, you know, he doesn't have a car, so I have to go pick him up. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we all have different preferences, but I want to know from you, like, what do you think about that? Um, because, yeah, a lot of guys do say, you know, it's the finances and employment. Mm -hmm. They either want to have enough money yeah. and or they want to be in their career and they feel that holds them back. They want to set that up first before they really start looking for a wife. Do you feel this way personally? What about, again, like your friends? Have you heard this at all? Okay, this is something that I 100% do agree with. 
as well. I, I I think I know the episode in particular you're talking about on the Steve Harvey show. Okay. And it is true that I would say for any man who really has like a sense of ambition and, you know, really wants to have a wife and kids and family, that is something that is, um, I would say, a huge roadblock or something that really looms over your head. It is true that as a man, you do want to protect and provide and you want to be the number one provider. Uh, I really do feel this for myself because especially uh, moving forward with my girlfriend. Okay. Like I want, like as a man, you have to be the one to set that example in your household as, you know, like a guy is the one who's, you know, a leader, a spiritual leader, a financial leader and a protector. And I I remember feeling to myself when I was younger, I didn't have my own vehicle. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, like, ah, what am I going to do? Like tell her, oh, meet me at this bus stop for this bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Which is fine. Like. No, okay. It is, see, I see where like you women do come from because yeah. it would sound a bit pretentious if you were like, oh, you know, you don't have a car or you don't have this car. No, I'm not going out with you kind of a thing. Yeah. But like for us guys, we really do want to give the woman of our dreams like everything. You know what I mean? That's like, nice. Yeah, I, I can understand like when you guys are like, yeah, it's okay if you can't get this or that. But it's like, no, you kind of have that drive and ambition. We are like, okay, I want to make sure like I'm at that point in my life where I can put my money where my mouth is. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, like the thing I would say to guys who do feel that way is that, you know, like it's good to feel that way, but just use that as like, I guess, like the fire in your stomach to give you that extra push so that you can be ambitious and go out and get your, you know, like whatever you feel you need to get to be a little bit more secure and make your life easier. Because, like, nobody likes to walk around life and, like, okay, well, you know, I can't afford this. I don't have this. And I feel like it hits a lot more, especially when you're a guy. Okay. And you're trying to get serious about a woman. Because then you're just, like, in your head, like, man, I can't give her, like, like what do I bring to, you know what I mean? That's the question you ask yourself. Look, at, look yeah. in the mirror, and like, man, what can I give this woman? What am I bringing to the table? And you, you start to question all these things. So that's something that I personally, what also helped me to work hard and, you know, like say, hey, I got to get for go for the job that does offer a bit more money. Because when you reach a certain point in your life, like your early 20s or your late 20s and like, you know, you've gone to college or university or whatever you have it like you want to have something to show for it. Of course, it's just natural. So I can really sympathize with the guys who say that they don't have um, A and B. So they feel insecure yeah but at the same time too you kind of have to be like realistic as well as really come to terms with what god has given you at a certain point in your life and not really let that hinder you okay because like like i can sympathize with the guy who at the steve harvey show who didn't have like all you know like the material gains and whatever but then like we look at the big picture it's like he was kind of saying no to this woman who was going to be there by by his side and like know that he was eventually going to get there you know what i mean so yeah, like of course you cannot you like it is something that really gets you but like you can't let it eat away at you entirely okay so that's the thing i would say to to all the guys who feel that way because i've been in that boat and you know to a certain point i still am in that boat because you know the gta housing the housing prices are insane and as yep. i told my girlfriend you know i do want to be able to provide a you know a house for you so mm-hmm. that you know we can you know start a family and have enough space for that family yeah. so you just kind of like 
really think and scheme in a positive <laughs> way, of course, a positive Schemes. way, not an evil way. Of course, as not. to you know, like, and you pray to God to help you, give you the resources to provide those things. Yeah, because it is, it is something. And even my girlfriend's dad, I remember when I sat down with him. That is something that really resonated me with me when he asked me about it. He's like, you know, like, can you live with it? if at some points you can't provide wow. and you know like it's something that i still keep in my head today because i'm like you know this guy you know it's like just how we feel as men that really gets to you of course so wow so and i think the biggest thing with that question like it's it's such a deep question i think we could talk about that forever i think the biggest thing is that especially for christians like i understand like everything you're saying makes sense like as a man and but as a Christian, I feel like we're at that crossroads because it's like, yes, you want to be provider. You want to be the spiritual head of the household. Um, but then what does that have to do with money? And then the same time, it's like you want to have that level of faith. So just quick question, like hypothetically, let's just say, you know, you weren't in a relationship and you see that woman and you really feel like I'm not even going to go so far to say as you hear God saying that is your wife, but you just feel inclined. Like, because I do hear people say, you know, I was just drawn to this person. I had to say something. I knew this person was my wife. So if you were in a situation where in walks in Miss Wonderful, but you are not in that, you're not in a good space financially and, you know, in your employment status, would that deter you from approaching her? Would you say, oh man, I would love to talk to that girl, but I am not even where I need to be. Or would you just, you know, shoot your shot? Me, me personally, I don't know if, uh, how other guys would answer, but no, that would really deter me because in my head, then I'd be thinking like, I may be with her at a certain point in time, but then whenever she starts looking around, like, you know, like, oh, maybe this guy could provide for me in that sense. You know what I mean? So that's the, I guess you could say like the competition as well as me just feeling genuinely insecure that would really eat me alive and then make me hesitate or second guess or not even go over it. I would even say just to like, like I said, I totally hear what you're saying. If you were to approach a woman, and again, it's not saying that, you know, the reason why you're not financially secure wherever you are is because you're lazy, but it could be for many things. I think if you did approach a woman and she did stay with you, that would really show her character. And I mean, you do hear all these stories about, um, like even I think I mentioned on one episode, Denzel Washington and his wife Pauletta, mm. when they met, he didn't have an, he didn't have a lot of money. He wasn't the big actor he was, mm. and she paid for his first date. And if you look where they are now, Whoa. so I don't know if this is like you know, as you said, the older generation. I don't know if we just don't have enough faith. I don't know, but I definitely hear what you're saying as a man because it's the social pressure. And then even like your security within, and it's fair, you do want to um, provide for, you know, your future and your future wife and your kids. And it's only fair, especially as you mentioned, speaking with your girlfriend's father, I know a lot of, you know, the older generation would be hesitant to let their little girl go into something. Yeah. And especially I've heard um, one couple say, one woman say that um, she's now married and she said when she was dating her, you know, now husband... She said, just giving advice to me is that you're, and she's a Christian, your husband should take you into a better situation and not yeah, a worse situation. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it is. So I see it from all around, but I really, I like what you said. I know we need to hear from men because I just think that um, 
This is something that we don't understand. And like I said, I heard it on the Steve Harvey show. I've heard a little rumble in the pews about it, but it's good to hear what you're saying because it makes sense. And then that can also kind of like distill the idea of why isn't, you know, gentleman X approaching us. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. he would like to court us or date us, yeah. but he doesn't feel that he is where he needs to be in order to take on a wife and then future children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, we're just going to wrap it up now, but Masu, before you go again, we want to thank you for coming. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of mention or just give a little input on anything that we talked about in general? Yeah. Do you know, there is something I would like to, to add, Okay. which I feel like I did, um, omit from the discussion. Okay. And I would say, especially to the younger generation of guys out there, yeah. you know, like speaking on the topic of like, you know, being friend zoned and being friends, I feel like. It is a good idea and a good suggestion that it is easier to go out like as a group of people, especially when you're younger, mm. because, you know, you got a lot more time on your hands. You don't have like, you know, as much school or as much work and all those schedules, you know, to help organize and stuff. So I would say, especially for the younger guys, like speaking primarily like like grade 11 to like even some points in college, that it would be a good idea to develop healthy relationships with you know the women at your church or you know like with other women in uh in general or christian women especially in general and to have it where like you go out as a group of people because i find that uh the older you get into adulthood it's hard to really corral you know like a group of people and get them to do something yeah because it's a very safe way to get to know other people because you know like you're in a group you're less inclined to do certain things you know, it can keep it more healthy, positive, see how they interact with your friends, how you interact with their friends. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like other people help you, you know, like let you know if they see something whack in a relationship, right? Yeah. So, you know, that is a good idea to just really, you know, like uh, have that kind of healthy relationship as well as, you know, just to not to be afraid to have like, um, you know, like certain women friends because it is kind of weird when you have like, you know, like, too many friends in the opposite sex. Because, like, it's true. Like, you, yeah. you know, like, you are going to have a certain percentage of friends from the opposite sex, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying anything too crazy, like, you're going to go out one-on-one with them, like, when you're dating someone. No, I would not suggest that. <laughs> but, you know, like, especially when you are younger, that's something that you can do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I guess build up your contacts and, you know, get to meet some people in a good way. Because that's another thing, too. It's, like, how you meet people, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, that was really um, just poignant in terms of our last guest also mentioned that as well. You know, he talked about just um, especially, yeah, when you are younger, it's kind of easier, as you were saying, like, you know, to find groups. And, you know, especially when you're in church, you have youth group, you have young adults. Um, Sometimes when you get older, you know, people kind of split off or they pair off and that singles group can get smaller and smaller. So for the young generation, yeah, take advantage of that of that season that you're in because that's when you can really, A, meet people and, as Masood said, cultivate friendships. And, you know, for us in the older generation, um, you know, we have to think of other creative ways. But, again, if we can get in contact with different groups, different Christian groups, that's good for us too. So thank you for that. That's something I didn't think about, but it was good that you mentioned so, um, again, Masubi, thank you for coming. That wraps up our second episode of season two of Women That Wait. Again, we just want to thank you for listening and just encourage everyone who
who is out there and they're listening and they're single and they haven't made that connection yet. I mean, look at Masood just in a couple months. Last time he was here, he was a single Christian man and now he's in a romantic relationship and it's very nice. So, you know, have faith and don't give up. So again, I just want to say thank you to listening to Women That Wait.